Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. How was that? I thought that was pretty good. That's good. That's a good Sam impression. That is a good Sam impression. Uh, another good Sam impression? He's an all right guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does make a good impression that way. He does. Uh, I am one of your esteemed hosts, Adam. Uh, for the regular listeners on the podcast, you'll notice that I am not Sam. Sam is usually the one that, that does the introduction. Unfortunately, he is out again. I'm pretty sure he's out running cocaine or something this week around. I don't know what he's doing. He's all He thinks this new job he has is so much more important than being on the show here. Shenanigans. Taking himself over to California and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt that cocaine running thing because I know he was watching that show Narcos at some point. That would make sense. Yeah. And California is right next to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We get a little of that cocaina. Cocaina. Yeah. I hope he didn't uh, run into any issues with the federales. I hope not either. I, I would like him back. Uh, me too. Mostly because I would rather him do the introductions. <laughs> Hurts my voice. So, <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's all scratchy. It's all scratchy. The other voice that you're hearing tonight is... Host number 1A for this evening, Steve. Steve, how are you this evening? I'm good. I had a fairly productive afternoon today. Good. Yeah, did a little bit of video editing work, and then I called a bunch of people on the internet dildos. So. Which which took precedent? If you had the choice between the two, which would you have taken? Oh, no, I mean, I get my work done first, so I can call people dildos can you on just, the internet. You could just be like me and call people dildos at work. Yeah, I guess, but I don't work with anybody. I work with myself. Well, you could call yourself a dildo. That'd be dumb. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just I'm spitballing here. Yeah, no, that's all I'm doing. So I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself am doing quite well as, as quite well as well. Ugh. Quite well as well. Yeah, let's not. That's let's not, not a great dwell on structure. That. No, no, it's awful. Let's fix that with some beer. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce our theme for the evening? The theme for this evening is part two of a fifty-part series, possibly fifty-one by the time we're done. It's like a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> How awesome would that be if Ken Burns did a beer documentary? A 10-part history of American beer. You know what? I can't prove that he hasn't. He might have one in the can already. He might have one, yeah. That might have been just a weekend. Yeah, a just, weekender. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw together a 10-parter. I'll pitch it to PBS. They'll put it on 2019. Nice. How awesome would that be? Nice. But no, this is part two of a 50, possibly 51-part series we are taking a trip around the United States, and we are visiting the great state of New York Yay. For, our, for our theme tonight. We are drinking all Empire State beers. Mm-hmm. So with that, why don't we introduce our first beer of the evening. Steve, you have it right in front of you, so I'll let you take the reins on that. All right. So the first beer for the night is coming from a brewery that we've sampled before, uh, the Omegong Brewery. I've heard of them. They're out of Cooperstown, New York. Same talent as the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, that's right. And the beer that we have tonight is called the Fruition. Have and you ever had this one? No, I haven't. Nor have I. Uh, this is some of their... It might be new. Uh, I'm not quite sure. It's n- new to you and new to me. Yeah. I don't actually drink a whole lot of Omegong. I don't either. Although I do really love the Rosetta, as we talked about as, in yeah. the previous episodes. Right, so. where it was literally <laughs> your favorite beer of all time. Well, uh, yeah. And the single beer for the rest of your right. life. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. The single beer for the rest of my life. Mm. Not the favorite of all time. But uh, the Fruition is a dry hopped wit beer that's brewed with passion fruit, mango, and kiwi. Ooh. 
Yeah. Is there coriander? No. no. Good. <laughs> no. So you'll be fine that way. <laughs> you said this. Uh, did you say the ABV? I wasn't paying. No, I didn't get to that yet. There was a chipmunk out on my back porch that was honestly much more interesting than you. Uh, well, okay. So go fuck yourself as well. But <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> the ABV is coming in at uh, 5.3. Okay. And uh, despite it being dry hopped with Cascade hops, mm-hmm. uh, I've used only 20. Good. So good. You should be able to survive this. So one thing I've noticed mm-hmm. is, especially, it seems like on some of the bigger beers, they are now very particular in naming their hops. For example, Heineken okay. uh, has now started sta- stating what kind of hops they use in their commercials. Neil Patrick Harris is throwing that information out. Okay. I don't, I don't watch enough regular TV, but what are they saying? Uh, I think they said it was actually hopped with Cascade hops. Okay. I think that's why... I, I like, don't watch commercial TV, and I don't uh, but it, it's kind of drink funny. Heineken either. So. Well, right. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you knew what kind of hops were in it, would you give a crap? No. No. Everybody knows what Heineken is. Either you like it or you don't. We're not going to get into that discussion. Right. Unless unless they actually changed like, their recipe or something. That's, ah, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would they change their recipe? Yeah. I don't know. To cater more to... to differentiate itself from then why wouldn't you come out with a different line why wouldn't you come out with a more craft line i don't know because there are plenty of breweries that have how do i want to put this that have stalwart beers yeah but they're still branching out right look at straub a couple of weeks ago yeah did you uh, i don't want to get too far into it let's get back to this yeah let, beer. let's get back to the beer yeah. i was just gonna say like straub's putting out a uh the uh, sampler pack I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I want that. Right. Let's get back to the well, Overgong. Let, let's get to the one we're drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it had a high fizz. Still has a good high, a uh, little bit of a high fizz on it. Uh, had a pretty big head, disappeared pretty quickly. Yeah. The color is very, very, very pale. Yes. Like, this is lighter than a straw. This is... I have a word for it. I just can't figure out what it is. Pedialyte? <laughs> is Pedialyte a color? <laughs> it is now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is about as close to watered-down apple juice in color. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on on the nose, you can definitely tell that it was dry hopped. But yeah, you, kind you, of decent hop right up front. Yeah, but you can still smell the, the witness of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not very clear. No, it is not. B- it, a bit of a hazy beer. I would go opaque. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink it. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. You get a little bit of fruit flavors. Yes. They kind of mash all through. But I'm still getting a little bit of that bitterness as well, and a little bit of the witness as well. Yeah, I get. Yeah, you get a little bit of a bitter, dry back end. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost like a if it was like a hopped cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I think the best way I would describe it, and those exist. I've seen hopped ciders before. Yeah, That's so have I. And that, it has its market. Yeah, there's hop ciders, and I think I've even seen hop meads too. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I yeah. believe Apis Meadery does a right. hopped mead. Yeah, a lot of people. Carnegie. A lot of people are dry hopping everything mm-hmm. lately. So. It's the, it, I mean, it's not that difficult to do. No. You literally just throw it in when you're done. Mm-hmm. So this is, I, I don't know if I like this or not. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's different than I was expecting. Yeah, it's definitely different than what I was expecting. I was expecting it, it to be a lot sweeter. Me too. It is not sweet at all. It's, it's a very dry, like you said, almost like a, like a hopped. Cider. Yeah, but it's not tart. Right, yeah, it's not tart, it's not sour. It's just a very dry... Yeah. Man, almost like a dry champagne, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know enough about champagnes. <laughs> maybe we add some orange juice to it, see what happens? Well, you definitely get a good beer mosa out of yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if they'd be wasting it, but <laughs> you definitely get a good beer motion true, out of it. True. I mean, well, if somebody buys you a, a case of it, mm-hmm. why the hell not? Yeah, why the hell not? Well, let's let's continue on this one. Let's let's sip on it. I'm 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 not giving up on it yet. Yeah, I I don't dislike it yet, but I don't I don't know. It's not something I'm sold on. It was not love at first taste. Yeah. While we're while we're sipping on this, mm-hmm. let's go over. We can go over a couple things. Yes, please. Uh, I know this has been bugging you for a while. I mean, just a week. <laughs> for you, that's a while. Yeah. Last episode, we had a number of questions come up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have answers for them, <laughs> so we kind of sounded like dum dums. That is well, more so than usual. Right. Because we just kept asking questions about things, but we didn't answer them. Right. Uh, so, I just wanted to go over a couple of things that we were asking asking ourselves about, and just kind of inform the audience is right. what I found because I I wound up on some deep dives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what was the first inquiry? Well, one of our first inquiries was while we were drinking those Alaskan beers, we found a lot of them to be uh, like not necessarily overcarbonated because they weren't bombing. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't exploding, but they were, they all had that high champagne fizz. Right. And uh, we just kind of wondered, like, was that something that came about because of it being brewed in Alaska? Right. Everything I looked for <laughs> didn't lead me any anywhere on that. Path. Okay. Um, the only things I discovered was Alaska was one of the first breweries to install a CO2 recovery system. Okay. And what that is is uh, when beer is fermenting, as you know, you and I know, mm-hmm. when beer ferments, it gives off you know CO2 gas. Yes. From the yeast acting on the wort. Goes through the bubbler. Right. So the CO2 recovery system actually pulls that CO2 out and stores it. Okay. And then it gets reused for bottling. Ah, somebody yeah. was thinking ahead. Right. I like that. And and again, that's part of uh, their green initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, their beer power of beer. Right. So, which I can appreciate. So I think everything I was just reading, I think it's just the way they make their beer. That makes sense. And I, I think also part of that is uh, we remarked about how all of the beers that they made were very clear and very clean. Yes. So there's not a lot of sediment in those bottles to provide nucleation spots. All right. Yeah. For, you know, for uh, for for more conditioning to happen. Right. So I think it's just when they bottle it, they just bottle it with a bunch of CO two mm-hmm. from the recovery system. So I've got to tag on to that one. Okay. At some point in time, I don't remember which one of us had asked about if the elevation had anything to do with it. Right. That's a, it. Doesn't. <laughs> that's a dumb thing to say. It's at sea level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that, I believe that was me. Okay. <laughs> that brought that up. All right. Then I'll tell you that was a dumb thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, I had my own. Well, I was I was thinking about it. Hey, yes, Juno is at sea level. They have a port. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking it was more up in the mountains. I was just thinking, you know. Well, let's be honest. Naturally, when you think Alaska, you think mountains. Yeah, you think terrain. You think yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that, that was just a dumb dumb on my part. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. The only other thing I could come up with that would affect this is. It is colder though. Yeah. So when so when they put in the CO two gas, get the gas would occupy a smaller space when they kind of pump it in. But is that enough to make a difference? I don't know. And not not only that, wouldn't you be seeing that with beers from Minnesota, Canada, Maine, things like that? I I don't want to say Minnesota. Minnesota is freaking cold, man. How well? How uh, it's like fifty degrees in Alaska right now. Okay. In August. Yeah. I don't think it's 50 which, degrees in Minnesota. <laughs> which part of Alaska? 
Juno. Oh, all right. I looked it up. Oh, all right. <laughs> I looked okay. it up. I was like, how cold is it there? You know, all right. if it's like 50 degrees in, you know, you, August. You have to admit that Minnesota gets cold, though. Yeah. All right. Of course it gets cold. They don't quit making beer in February. <laughs> no. I'm just saying the gas might expand as it comes into the warmer states. They play hockey in February. They need beer to play hockey. I know that. We don't have so to. Not we're not stop. talking about Miss. <laughs> maybe that'll be the next state we visit. Um, maybe it will be. So that's what I learned from the gas. Okay. Um, what I learned from another thing we brought up is we were asking about Canadian imports. Oh, yes, yes. We were wondering, do we import uh, beer into Canada? Because it's not something we really hear about, but then again, we're not on that side. We're on the good side. Right. Well, except for when it comes to healthcare. Well, well hey. <laughs> <laughs> what I did learn is that Canada is has a very, ad, I don't want to say ass-backwards, way about going about things archaic kind of all right i would say a little bit archaic a little bit silly oh because every province has their own liquor control board the that's same. right yeah and i mean that's kind of similar to the way you know yeah. the, some of the states work yeah but from what everything i was reading every province is very strict and very they have their own set of, you know... So, theoretically, you could have American beer in British Columbia, but not in Ontario. Right. Yeah, they have their own set of rules, and uh, inter-province trade... Okay. ...isn't as, or at least historically, hasn't been as prevalent as just interstate trade, you know, that you would see it in the States. So, if you have it in, in Alberta, it stays in Alberta. Right. It's it, kind of weird. If you go back far enough, I you would learn that... Originally, just breweries within Canada mm -hmm. had to have a brewing facility in the province if they wanted to sell. What? Yeah. So Why? If, that's that's because, weird. Because they didn't have good interprovincial <laughs> inter trade. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. But I did find that we do ha uh, they do have um, imports. Okay. There, there's uh, at least one company that I ran across, and that's all I needed to confirm. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's all I really needed to confirm, but there's a company called the uh, Craft Beer Imports. Mm -hmm. Very simple name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're the yeah. only ones. Yeah, it's a, it's just an agency that works with Canada, and they bring in beers from all over, including America, Australia, Europe. Sweet. Uh, they have a pretty they have a pretty interesting portfolio. Okay. Um, so they have, like, one Australian beer that I saw. And a couple of Trappist beers, and then they have Anderson Valley. Oh well, I mean they make good stuff. Yeah, they make good stuff. They have Anderson Valley, Dewclaw, Epic, Shipyard. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're bringing in some heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing in some heavy hitters and names that we know. Mm. But it's just like there's there the list was relatively small. Yeah. So uh, there may be other import companies. Right, and that might be just a capacity thing. Right, right. They can only bring in so much because they only got so many trucks. Yeah, and then you could go on the site and then you could check. Uh, you know, you could just click on each brewery that was represented, and you could find what provinces they were available in. Oh, all right. So, yes, Canada does import American craft beer. Smart. So there you go. There's Good. the answer to that one. Good. And the final question that I posed was about Alaskan Prohibition. Okay. And this is where I wound up on a deep dive. Ah, <laughs> all right. So you had mentioned Alaskan Prohibition actually occurred before the 1920 Amendment. Yes. And that's true because it was a law passed in 1918 mm -hmm. called the Bone Dry Law. I didn't know the name, but okay. Yeah. So the, it's the name. that It was 1918 Bone Dry Law. Huh. Uh, my, question with, my question with that was uh, how much influence did the native population have on that? Okay. 
and from basically what I can read, none. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, like I said, the law was passed in 1918, mm -hmm. and then the federal prohibition was 1920. Right. But it wasn't until 1924 that the natives were granted citizen, uh, citizenship and voting rights. Oh, shit. So that law, so the 1918 Bone Dry Law, uh -huh. it passed with 62% of the Alaskan population voting for it without <laughs> any sort of native input at all. <laughs> Which is also kind of interesting because... It wasn't until 1953 mm -hmm. that any kind of liquor or booze or beer or anything like that was allowed to be sold to natives. What? Yeah. Really? Really. That's some racist shit. I don't... That's the thing. I could... I, from all the reading I did, mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out, was this a racist thing or was this something where the natives didn't want alcohol being proliferated into their communities? Ah. Because... I did read that there are still uh, some boroughs that are under prohibition. Okay. Well, I mean, you have dry counties in Texas. Yeah, yeah you have so, dry... Yeah, yeah. There, there are uh, villages and communities and boroughs that they have the ability to vote on whether or not alcohol can be sold within them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, they have that right. Right, yeah. They have, they have that right. And I think a lot of those are native villages okay. that still don't want that a part of their community. Huh. And they don't want, you know, cr the crimes that are associated with it. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I, I had no idea that the, the natives were, how do I want to put this, basically put off to the side for this entire initial decision. Yeah. Because they weren't even considered citizens. Right, right. Which they, it, yeah. in, in today's world is abysmal. Right. <laughs> but that's the way it was 100 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's the way it was. I mean, you know, again, they were granted citizenship and voting rights in 1924. Right. So that actually predates, you know, the civil uh, rights Right. Of 1960s. True. Uh, well, did they also... Did they beat out women's suffrage? No, suffrage came 1920, I believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So women, then the natives. Right. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, that, that that's something I found interesting, is that you weren't even allowed to sell alcohol to the natives. How do you check that? that I mean, that's literally <laughs> profiling. Yeah, that, yeah, it's profiling. I think you would just kind of know. And I mean, that's not even like being kind of a racist thing there's only like how 15,000 people <laughs> right right <laughs> like how many people were there in Alaska you knew everybody by yeah, name and yeah. you knew every, you know who was coming from where who worked for who it's a lot easier than doing it in like New York City yeah exactly yeah yeah a lot of the weird prohibition laws came about because you know we bought Alaska from Russia right and Russia was using vodka as not tender but they trade for furs right and then the territories came under the jurisdiction of the treasury really? for a while. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So they, they, they had to lay out a lot of rules for the army. And okay. And, like, the army wasn't allowed to sell alcohol to the natives. Which makes sense. And then yeah, that got translated that. into when it became full towns. I got gotcha. Still can't, you All know. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. And I think the natives might have had their own input of... We don't want that. Kind of almost like when mom tells the babysitter, <laughs> you can't have, don't give them cookies before bed. So yeah, I get that. Maybe some of the native leaders told, you know, the white man coming in, don't put this into our community because right. we don't want it. Right. Which, it, they have that right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the answers to our questions. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got all those answers uh, and a lot more that I was not anticipating, especially talking about the natives and the role of their citizenship in the 19-teens and the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I went on a deep dive on that, and I think it's going to be worth future episodes to get into Prohibition 
That's a good idea. There's a lot of interesting facts. Uh, On top of the 1918 bone dry law, Mm -hmm. Arkansas actually went before that with their own 1917 bone dry law. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's what we learned so far. (laughs) Crazy Razorbacks. Yeah, I, I think... I think we can definitely do a couple episodes on Prohibition. We can, um, we can kind of have a miniseries? Yeah. Ken, yep. Ken Burns style? <laughs> Another Ken Burns miniseries for us. <laughs> You know, we did a lot of talking about Alaska. Yes. This is our New York episode. This though. is not an Alaska episode. No, no, no. That's just kind of cleaning up from last episode. So I, I wanted to, before we get back to the beer that we're drinking from New York, I yes. just wanted to start sharing some New York facts as well. That's probably a wise move. Yeah. And so we can just learn a little bit about New York throughout the rest of the episode. Sure. For example. For example, we talked in episode 20 about loggers. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how a lot of the, uh, the, the ways Germans would get ice for, uh, for their loggers would be pulling ice out of rivers yes. and lakes during the freeze. Yes. And that's exactly what happened in New York. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the 1800s, mm-hmm. and we're talking about just people going up from, you know, like, uh, from Manhattan Island yeah. to, a, you know, to a lake, pulling down ice, and they would float it down the Hudson River. Oh, all right. Down to Manhattan. And that it would be used in breweries down there. That's awesome. For their lagering businesses, obviously you're going to have a lot of lager beers because again we're talking, uh, we're talking the Northeast. Right. You know, Pennsylvania was full of lager breweries mm-hmm. because of our big German population. Right. Same thing with New York. The Pennsylvania Deutsch, which yeah. got translated into Pennsylvania Dutch. Yep. And uh, we find that uh, in the 1800s, uh, the two dominant breweries. <laughs> were the Schaefer and the Rheingold breweries. Wow, so, okay, yeah. yeah. German as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's krautastic. Yeah, very krautastic. And uh, they were two lager breweries. Of course. Pulling ice down down the Hudson River for that's themselves. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, and they were both based in Manhattan? Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Or on Manhattan Island, I should right, say. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll learn about more breweries. All right. Yeah, there, there was one in particular... Uh, we'll save it. <laughs> All right, as I say, you seem to be itching. Yeah, we'll save. We'll save it. Let, right. let's, let's get back to the beer that we're drinking now. Yes, yeah, so this is the Omagong Fruition. 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 You could call it Fruition too if you wanted. Fruition. I think they're trying to trick you. Fusion. Fruition. Triskaidekaphobia. Which did you know is the fear of the number thirteen? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you do now. Yeah, I did know that. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. All right, I can. <laughs> that's how. That's how hotels wind up without thirteen in the. Uh, mm-hmm. I found that out in the sixth grade. I feel like you're stalling against the spear. I really am. <laughs> I really am. Mr. Amendola, his English class. Every day we had a word of the day. One of them was triskaidekaphobia. Hmm. That's how I learned about triskaidekaphobia. There you go. And tintinabulation. The ringing of bells. Okay. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about this beer. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I don't I, mind it, but I don't like it. No. I don't I don't particularly care for this one. Right. It's uh I understand what they're going for. But what they're going for is not anything that I particularly like. I find it to be very similar to the Big Mountain Pale Ale that we had last episode. In, in terms of dryness, kind of leaves your mouth yeah. parched. It's not as dry. The dryness is, I wouldn't say it's a defining feature of it, no. but it's definitely a prevalent feature yeah, of it. Yeah, it's prevalent and it's a bit too prevalent because, again, we're getting promised mango and passion fruit and kiwi. I don't taste a single kiwi in this. No, no. Granted, I am not a kiwi aficionado. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> that, yeah, that's you. I, I mean, I have an idea of what all those fruits taste well, like. Well, yeah. And 
I, they're they're kiwi is a very sweet fruit. It is. It is. Mango can be. Yeah, it's bland. I don't, don't care for mango. I don't to begin mango. with. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't care about it to begin with. So, but I mean, I do taste it in this. Okay. I don't taste kiwi. I'm okay. passion fruits there. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I've got no problem with this beer. Yeah. I wouldn't seek it out. Yeah. Neither would I. Yeah. I uh, especially us at being five point three percent. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm thinking of a beer in that kind of range, I'm thinking of a beer I want to drink a bunch of. Right. I don't want to drink. Right. Yeah. Or something that you can kind of look forward to on a Tuesday evening. Yeah. Sit in front of the TV. This is not a this is not a TV beer. This is not a back porch beer. This is not. No. I, I can't think of an activity for this beer. No, it's not. Re- it's not refreshing. No. It, it's probably just a beer that you would pair with a meal. Yeah. And that's about it. I don't cook well enough to be able to pair food <laughs> to beer. Like a dessert pie. <laughs> right, right. I ain't got that kind of talent. Yeah. All right. So that was the Omegong Brewery Fruition out of Cooperstown, New York. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for segment two where we get a little bit more into U.S. history when it comes to beer. Right. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Hop Nation, to episode 22, where we explore the great state of New York. Double deuces! It is, isn't it? This yeah. is, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Dave Blaney episode. Oh, you have no idea who that is. No, but I was trying to think of the, the uh, uh, who was the running back we had for a minute? Deuce Staley. Yeah. Deuce Deuce. Yeah. Yeah. Double Deuce Staley. Or Emmett Smith? Uh, no. No, he was 22. No, he was. We just don't talk about We cow- just don't acknowledge him. We don't acknowledge the Cowboys <laughs> on this. <laughs> Beer-wise, we are nationwide. That is true. And accepting of all beer nationwide. But we're not going to start promoting things like the Cowboys and the Patriots on this damn show. That is true. That is true. Is yeah. that sort of like, like with the Redskins, where ESPN just re- refers to them as the football team from Washington? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. all right with that. I can, I can take that stand. Yeah. So... I don't know why we're talking about Dallas. I don't know why we're talking about Washington, D.C., because today is all about New York. Mm-hmm. Let's have another beer from okay. New York. Okay, dope. This comes from the great town of Ithaca, New York, or as those in Brooklyn call it, upstate. <laughs> this comes from the Ithaca Beer Company. It is called the Happy Pills. Mm-hmm. It's a Pilsner. Yeah, okay. Uh, it took me a minute or two to fully get the name. It's a pun. How how did that take you a minute or two? Listen. You should have wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want some information on this? I do, I do. Number one, it's a pun. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. We went, we got there. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, I know. Trust me, it was a slow day today, upstairs in the old Adam factory. So, Pilsner, 5%. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be uh, a very pale beer, because it's a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Hops used, uh, the German uh, Tetanag, and uh, the the Mittelfru. Okay. I don't know, man. It's fine. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to me. It does not, no. Well, what's the what's the IBUs? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can tell you that uh, a German lager yeast was used for this. Okay. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pilsners are lagers. Shall we? Mm-hmm. 
So, while you're pouring that, would you like another beer fact about New York? I would like another beer fact about New York. Between the years of 1840 and 1888, they were the largest hop producer in America. I assume that was... Wait, let me guess. Hmm. Finger Lakes. I mean, it was just the entire state. No, but I bet you that was the, the main area, because you have a lot of wine-producing areas up there. And I assume that you need similar growing conditions for hops as you do for grapes. Yeah. Because I don't think they're that far apart from each other. No. They're both vine-based Yeah, they're both vine-based plants. I mean, I'm just saying, it was grown all over New York. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're right in that um, it was more up north. Mm -hmm. And actually, I was reading about how once they opened the Erie Canal, that kind of opened up more resources. Okay. And trade as far as, like, agriculture and things went. Very cool. I'll give you another quick New York fact, though. Give me another hint. I need it. So another New York fact is in 1866, George Errett, he opened the Hellgate Brewery, and that was the largest brewery in the country. Oh. Yes. It occupied six square blocks of Manhattan. (laughs) Of Manhattan? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Manhattan actually used to have a lot of breweries on the east side. Well, that makes sense. I'm sure there's a lot more industry in that area, and you can do that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, not so much. Yeah. Carnegie Hall is actually built on the remnants of an old brewery. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, yep. Very cool. So, let's go to a current brewery. Yes. And uh, one of their products, as a matter of fact, the Happy Pills. That's a pun. Yes, yes. Uh, very clear beer. I, yeah, well, it's relatively clear. Yeah, a lot more than the uh, a lot a lot more so the than one the one we got from Omegong. Yeah, is it Omegang or Omegong? Omegong, I say Omegong. Yeah. Right. Uh, head retention minimal. Yeah, minimal. Uh, not too carbonated either. No, not really. It smells like a pilsner. Yeah, it, a little sweet. It does have a bit of a maltiness to it. Yeah, yeah, a little sweetness. Not much of a uh, De- a hop pungentness to it. No, no heart, no hops at all. I'm getting almost a molasses. There's a little bit of a hopness on it. A little bit of hopness. Again, I'm also getting a little bit of a molasses taste. And a little bit of a dryness as well. Ah, it's not, I don't know. It's not that dry for me. Not nearly as, as much as what we had with the Omegon. It's got, a, it's got a real malty aftertaste. I can definitely feel it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, it it kind of wraps around my tongue. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have, um, it doesn't have like a real necessarily like a big mouth feel to it. It does not. You know, it's, a, it's a little thin. Right. I would say, I'd say medium. Yeah. It's medium bodied. <laughs> there you go. It's medium bodied, but it has like a real strong multi aftertaste to it. It does. It certainly does. I like it though. Yeah, I like it as well. It's not, if I had synesthesia, I'd say my mouth feels brown. <laughs> wow. That's a 50 cent word. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about prohibition. Mm hmm. Uh, and that leads into our next segment. Okay. Of odd. Beer laws in the United States. Okay, so you did a little research. I did do a little research. And you, uh, you found some of the weirder things that have occurred? Yes. Actually, Arkansas was not the first state to outlaw beer outright. Or did, the production of, of alcohol. Okay, did I did I say that last segment, or did I just say that Arkansas went before Alaska? Arkansas went before Alaska. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I didn't say that they went first, though. No, right? I agree. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, no, that's it. They were not the first. They okay. went before last. So they weren't even first either. <laughs> Correct. And they got blown out of the water. Well, was it by Utah? Nope. So it was not Utah. Okay. Uh, Utah became a state in 1896. Yeah. This happened before that. Oh, okay. This happened before the Civil War. Okay. This happened in 1851. Oh, hold on. Let me try and guess. Go ahead. Uh, was it Louisiana? Nope. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. 
You're just gonna take one guess and then yeah. punt. I only had I only had one other state that was on my on my mind. What was the other state? Mississippi. No. I thought I, something about those southern states and religion. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. Maine. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Okay. They, they went dry in 1851. Huh. Yeah. Reasoning. They didn't want it. Okay. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah, they want it. They want it. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> so yeah, they were. They were the first ones to go dry as a state. Okay. So, in addition to that, since we were talking about Utah, yeah, there is a new law that states that any brewery that was that has opened after 2012, uh-huh. the only way that it can be served in a restaurant is if the beer is poured behind a glass wall. <laughs> Silliness. Yes. What is? It? I I mean I. I I want to ask you what the reasoning is behind you that. You know but the reasoning. You're not a legislator, so you can't... <laughs> you know the reasoning. No, I don't. I don't know why... The Mormons. I know, but that's not a reason. That's just silliness. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that conversation. That's fine. I'm just saying, there, what does a glass wall do? I have no idea. Exactly. Well, here's the other thing. That only applies to restaurants. Yeah. That doesn't apply to bars. Okay. Why? I don't, I don't know. That's I don't know either. You're asking me why, and I can't tell you. There's, there's no... It was rhetorical. I wasn't I expecting know. you to have an I answer, because you had no idea this existed but until I just, 45 seconds ago. Well, let's ask the audience why. They can't respond. <laughs> yes, they can. They can email us later. That would be, Well, they can't respond right now. Yeah. but that, How trippy would that be? Yeah. This is just more... This is more deep dive work I have to do. Yeah. I'd have to go on, like, a Utah subreddit. Yeah. And be like, why the hell is it a glass wall that doesn't do anything scientifically? Mm-hmm. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Right. And I, I, must, I must retract a little bit. It is not breweries established after 2012. There's restaurants established after yeah. 2012. Oh, yeah, you said, you said. I said breweries. I meant restaurants. Well, you said restaurant one other time. So, All right. Well, yeah. me Just Colbert. to be very clear, it's, very it clear. is it restaurants is... after 2000. Correct. Whatever number. 2012. Yeah. Correct. So, going back to Maine, uh-huh. we're going to go right back. You know how a lot of states have, have weird laws where it comes to uh, selling alcohol on Sundays? Right. Where you can't buy it until, like, noon or something like that? Yeah. Maine has a law where you can't buy it until 9 o'clock in the morning. Unless. Unless. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. Oh. If it's St. Patrick's Day on a Sunday, uh-huh. you can buy beer at 6 in the morning. Okay. Why you are allowed to have that... On St. Patrick's Day only, somebody had a bright idea, uh-huh. and they ran with it, and the legislature bought in. Fair enough. But that happens, what, once every seven years, eight years, something like that? Yeah. Just silliness like that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's silly to differentiate on Sunday versus every other day of the week. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I understand, like, the religious implications, because, you know, we're in Pennsylvania, and we have those Quaker laws. We were unable to buy liquor on Sundays for a while. Correct. I mean, I think that it's just now that our liquor stores are, some of them are open. Right. Uh, beer has been always sparse to come across sometimes, so. And we just recently were able to get it in our grocery stores here within the last four or five years. Exactly. And so, even then, it was, it's not even a true blue grocery store beer combination. Like, you have in other states where you can go in there and buy a case of whatever you want. Right. You can only buy up to, what is that, 196 ounces? Uh, yeah. Essentially a 12-pack. You have to go to an actual distributor to get a full case. <laughs> Correct. And, and and you can't, you have to go to a special register to be able to buy the beers. Right. You can't just go to any old register with your hooch. Exactly. 
So very, very stupid. Ridiculous Puritan laws. Yeah. I We are thankfully getting rid of we are. our silly laws. Although so. there is one thing I do have to say in terms of our, our LCB. Uh-huh. Uh, since they, they run the wines and spirits, yeah. I have never had a bad experience at a wine and spirits. Yeah, neither have I. It's always clean. All the personnel are always friendly and helpful. Uh-huh. I have never had a bad experience at a wine and spirits. Yeah, no. I've never had a bad experience at a wine and spirits either. I'm not... Like, I'm not super against the government no. kind of being in control of this stuff. No. Uh, I've been to places where they may sell weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also very uh, government controlled and everything. Right. It's also very clean and nice and just a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. I've been to liquor stores in West Virginia where I've had old ladies with mm, under 15 teeth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not knowing what I'm asking for, not knowing where things are. No prices on shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've been to places in in New York where it's just, this place is kind of a, a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You it's don't so- like walking in the shitholes to buy alcohol, uh, booze. Right. It, because it's just, I don't know. There's... Right. You're not hanging out there. No, exactly. You... Some people hang out there, right. but you're not hanging yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't like skeevy experiences when I'm buying beer. Right. That's why I do like Ohio, though. Ohio's doing it right because they have pretty much everything integrated. True. Beer, wine, liquor. Can you can you buy liquor at the grocery stores? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's usually um it's usually like a sectioned off. So there's the one Giant Eagle in PA, and I think one. I think it's the only one. There's the one Giant Eagle in PA that has a liquor store in it. I know exactly which one you're talking about because I have bought liquor there before. Right. So that that's kind of actually the way Ohio is set up. Oh, okay. That it just has to be like a separate entity. And it it is controlled by the Ohio Liquor Board, right? But it's still all in the same store, right? And it, it's I still I know everything is perfectly fine in terms of I'm legal to buy it, they're legal to sell it. But walking through the grocery store with that little brown bag, you, you just know, you feel like a scum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of feel like just a skeevy guy. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got any more weird laws? I do. Okay, you got any New York weird laws? <sighs> no. Okay, but I can pick on Alabama a little bit. All right, pick on Alabama then. Get them. <laughs> We're talking states. Get them. Get them. Roll Tide. Ugh. All right. War Eagle? No. Go Alabama A&T. Wait, War Eagle? That's... Auburn. That's Georgia. No, War Eagle's Auburn, man. No, Auburn, Georgia. Auburn's in Alabama. Is it? Yeah. Man, I don't... I, you... Oh, boy. I get all those dumb South States <laughs> oh, mixed up anyway. Oh, boy. No. Yeah, it's a good thing we're north of the Mason-Dixon on this show. Is it? Yeah. All right. It's not that far from Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa is the home of University of Alabama. Sure, if you say so. I, I do. Wow. Really? I could give a shit. You don't care about the SEC at all, do you? Hell no. We were Big Ten. <laughs> we still are. I know. Well, I mean, we mm. don't go to school anymore. Correct. Correct. Although I am schooling you right now in weird beer state laws. That's fine. Like, did you know that... You're schooling in- me in geography <laughs> is what you're schooling me in. <laughs> but, okay, beer law. Alabama... Uh, you are not able to buy any beer containers larger than 25 ounces. Okay. <laughs> so that means that 40s don't exist. So that means um, the Heineken and the Oberon mini kegs don't exist down there. Gonzo. Bummer. Yeah. Although with the Heineken mini keg, are you really missing out? No, but I mean, I do like the uh, Oberon party keg. Right. That's a cool little thing. Right. So in Oklahoma, uh-huh. we're going to go a little bit west. Boring. <laughs> I mean, they got that panhandle. That's pretty great. <laughs> Actually, from what I heard, it isn't. I've heard that as well. 
That's the only thing I know about Oklahoma is they got a panhandle. So does Fair enough. I've had a beer from Oklahoma. I don't think I've ever had an Oklahoma beer. Yeah, I've had one. It's from the Prairie Brewing Company. They have a series of stouts that are just called Bomb. Okay. Which well, was it bomb or was it kind of? <laughs> well, the one I had was uh, I believe is the birthday bomb, but it was like a chili pepper stout. Oh, it's just variations. You know how uh, New Holland does the dragon's milk? Yeah, and they're coming out with variations of that. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a huge boozy stout, and right. they just kind of rearrange the flavors. I can dig it. Yeah, I can dig <laughs> it. So in Oklahoma, if the beer that you're buying is over four percent ABV, yeah. It has to be sold to you at room temperature. Okay. I don't know why. Three point nine, chill it all you want. Four sure. oh, sorry, seventy two degrees. Uh, okay. No, I mean, does this apply to bars? I hope not. There's no way that can apply to bars. Because here's what I'm thinking. Here's here's the logic I can maybe apply to this one. If you're drinking a big boozy beer, mm-hmm. they want you. To, they want to discourage you from drinking it in the parking lot <laughs> of wherever you're buying it from. Yeah, but if you're if if you're truly an alcoholic, I the, I understand that. I'm just saying they're trying to get the Joe Joe Schmo to take their booze home and chill it. Well, you don't, That's all they're trying to. Do. You don't have to chill Thunderbird. I know you don't have to chill Thunderbird, <laughs> but I mean, if you're drinking Thunderbird, like well, yeah, you know, you right. already have problems. You that have is, a whole lot of different problems correct. outside of yeah, correct. So that was, I guess they did that to try to skirt whatever they were trying. I don't even know what the hell the point of it was. No, I don't, I don't know. It. I don't know what the, the only logic I'm trying to apply is they're just trying to get people to take their craft beer home and chill it. Yeah. Anybody who's buying Thunderbird is just going to drink it wherever they're at. In their IROC. Not their IROC. People who drink Thunderbirds <laughs> don't have houses, <laughs> let alone IROCs. Maybe that IROC is their house. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's an old burned out IROC with bees in it. <laughs> bees? <laughs> One last one, mm-hmm. which is not New York, okay, but is Colorado. All right, one of the great craft beer states in these United States. Probably the great craft beer state, but they uh, they do have the Napa Valley of beers in yeah. Fort Collins. Yes. Um, however, if you are riding a horse mm-hmm. and you are inebriated, all right, you can still be charged with the full DUI. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've just I've read people getting charged with DUI on a skateboard. A skateboard, lawnmowers, yeah, bicycles. Bill Murray caught one on a golf cart. Did he really? Yeah. Man. Although I I think that's a little bit bullshit, and I think there's other states that um don't that wave that wave it off. Oh. If you're on a horse. Okay. Because they kind of work on the, the 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 presupposition that a horse can guide you. True. True. That you can't really do anything dangerous with a horse because the horse wouldn't let you. Is it, would autonomous be an appropriate word for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the, the horses are the original Uber. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> All right. So you had you had those. Yeah. I can bring us back with a with a a, a New York fact. Yes. And a New York law. Okay. Lay it on me. Your favorite trash beer, Genesee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's be a little more specific. Okay, Jenny Cream. Okay, well it's yeah your tra- your favorite trash beer Jenny Cream. Thank you. Part of the Genesee Brewing Company. Thank you. Uh, the Genesee Brewing Company opened in Rochester, New York. Okay. In 1878. All right. And it's uh, now home to the the offices of the new 
North American Breweries Company. All right. Okay, what is so that? They're, they're a smaller version of AB InBev, is what they are. Without having that big flagship beer to kind of jettison themselves to begin with. Uh, more or less. Their big flagship beer is Jenny. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but they also do own, uh, they do own Magic Hat. Oh. And they own the U.S. production and distribution rights to Labatt. Really? Right. Huh. So here's where the weird law comes in. All right, I'm listening. AB InBev owns Labatt. Okay. But they cannot produce it and distribute it in America. Wow. Because of a law in New York. Okay. <laughs> there was an antitrust case that occurred in New York. Okay. And because Labatt is so popular in north and western New, uh, New York. Yeah. Labatt is so popular up there. And uh, Bud Light, you know, the Bud products being one and two with the Labatt products. Oh, all right. They considered it to be a monopoly. Wow. And so it's just regu- it's just that way across the board now throughout America. Wow. Because okay. of because of one ruling in New York. They just spread yeah. nationwide. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. It, it, and it's interesting because you know even even though it's pretty much fifty fifty between Bud and Labatt products and you know those areas of New York, mm-hmm. Labatt only accounts for 1% of sales across the board in all of America. But it still can be considered a monopoly. Right. They just considered it a monopoly within New York, and then that that was just it. That's awesome. And the uh, you know, the Jenny Cream, Genesee, and North American breweries bought up the rights. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So there you go. Good. So I, Jenny Cream is doing something good. I guess. <laughs> I'm going to say they're doing I, something good. You can say whatever you want. I, I wouldn't... Say. I wouldn't bat an eye. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. I'm still going to sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more concerned about why <laughs> why they can make one ruling in state about beer like this, but we still have monopolies on our cable units. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Because they were able to set the precedent there, and they haven't been able to set the precedent elsewhere. Yeah. So let's talk about this beer, the Happy Pill. Jerk-offs. <laughs> it's a pun. Yes. What do you think of it? I sort of enjoy it. Sort of enjoy it. Yeah. I'm liking it. I, I like it more than the last beer we had. As do I. As do I. I. It. Its flavor gets a little insistent on itself, though. It insists upon itself. It insists. Are upon you itself. saying it's shallow and pedantic? No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a bit of a bully. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. It, it's insisting itself that you constantly taste this aftertaste. Gotcha. All yeah. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I don't taste anything else in my mouth except for this big malty aftertaste. And I, I just don't know that I like it that much. It's. So you're saying if it was a, a Falcon, it would be the Maltese Falcon? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I would never say such a thing ever. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, it's just too much of a malty molasses flavor. All right. And I, I don't know. Don't care for it. Still better than the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll agree that. This one's not bad. I'll grant it with a Pilsner. Pilsners are not going to be big old flavor bombs one way or another. Right. They're going to be rather simple beers, and I can appreciate that. This one's okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, they're not supposed to be big old flavor bombs, but this one is. That that back end is... But it's not really a flavor bomb. I think it's more of an incendiary. Mm. <laughs> where it just kind of keeps going. Okay. Yeah, all right. It's not a big boom. It's not a single shot. It just keeps perpetuating itself. Malt napalm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I think that's a way to. I think that's a good way to describe it. All right, malt napalm. Malt napalm. Yeah, right. it's not a bad beer. I can see this as a back porch beer. I can see this as a last resort. Beer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, perhaps segment three will guide us to a winner. Okay. I hope. Me too. I hope. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, I, this is my favorite episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make fun of Alabama. Oh yeah, no, that, I, I like the I like what we're talking about. I, Even though you don't know anything about Alabama, I don't know where Alabama is. I don't know what's in Alabama. <laughs> I just assume illiteracy. <laughs> How ironic is that? Right. <laughs> I can learn where things are in Alabama. I just choose not to. <laughs> That's down there. I'm up here. Everybody's at peace with the situation. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, with that, we'll be back with segment three with a third New York beer. Mm. So stay tuned, Hop Nation. We'll be right back. Unfortunately, I don't have Sam's talents to be able to wrap some sort of intro into this. Usually, at least once per show, he attempts to rap or some sort of... Sing song. Sing song, something. I ain't got that today. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is not my strong suit, so I'm not going to attempt it. That's fine. Don't don't try to play to his talents. No, no. Play, I'll play to your to talents. Play to your talents. Well, the problem with that is, uh, that's my looks, and you can't really find that on the podcast. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Great. <laughs> sure. You keep telling yourself that, buddy. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> with that in mind, it might be time for New York beer number three, which brings up Steve to introduce New York beer number three. Steve, what do we have for segment three of New York State beers? So for segment three of New York State beers, I'm going to present to us beer number three, mm-hmm. which is... The Flying Bison Buffalo IPA coming okay. out of a Buffalo, New York. This makes sense. <laughs> so I think Sam's going to be a little bit upset about this. Uh, Sam's had enough IPAs in his life. I think he can go with missing one. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah. But as I pour this, well, uh, I'll give you a couple facts first. Yeah, I would, I would prefer some factoids. I, I'll give you some factoids first. Yeah. Uh, like I said, coming out of Buffalo, New York, it's a Buffalo IPA. Mm-hmm. ABV is 6.2. Oh, okay. 55 IBUs. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. And uh, working with the hops of Citra, hmm. Cascade, okay. Centennial, all right. Amarillo, all right. and Galaxy. Galaxy. I noticed you missed one. What's that? There ain't no Fuggle. No, there is no Fuggle. No UK Kent Golding, no. <laughs> it's not checking any of our boxes. <laughs> no Willamette. It's all bullshit. It's all yeah. Buffalo bullshit. Well, it's not Buffalo bullshit. It's a Buffalo beer. No fuggle. All bullshit. Actually, it wouldn't be bullshit either. It'd be bison shit. Mmm. I've got a good response to that because you're right. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, just a little factoid, though, about New York and Buffalo in particular. Sure. The first kind of drinking establishment that they had was called the Cold Spring Tavern, and that opened up in 1806. And that was in Buffalo? Yes. Huh. 
or it just might be 1800. You can't read your writing, can you? Uh, well, my pen died. Eighteen <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Between either 1800 and 1806. <laughs> Honestly, what's six years? I know, but it was first. It's first, yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at this one. This is a very picturesque beer. It is. Very, uh, it's not clear, but it is a little hazy. Hazy, I would, I would call it kind of a, a caramel color. Uh, uh, no, no. No, it's no. lighter than caramel. It is. It is. I lied, everybody. You're, you're just looking in the shadows. I was. But it, yeah, it's not too full of like sediment or anything. Nope. Uh, Color-wise, it's mm, got a, a little bit lighter than that orange. Yeah. Yeah, a little lighter than an orange. You know, not a copper. Not approaching that. Not much of a head retention on it. Yeah, a little darker than a straw. No head retention. Not really carbonated that much. Doesn't really smell like an IPA. No, but it's got a lot of uh, fruity and tropical notes, mm -hmm. which, with the hops that I listed off already, you would find. It does make sense. Yeah. So, finally, we have a beer that makes sense. Right. <laughs> Let's try it. Okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. It is not a big hop bomb. Well, I, But it doesn't, I mean, according to the IBUs, that makes sense. Yeah, like I said, it's only 55 IBUs. It's not, I don't think flavor-wise, it's really reliant on the the... It's not citra hop. It's definitely not relying on the citra I'm, for flavor. I'm tasting, it, it, to me, it kind of has an earthy tone to it. Right. I'm wondering if that's maybe the Centennial in the Amarillo. Huh. So it was kind of weird on the first hit, and I know it's not in there, but on the first sip, I took, I tasted chocolate notes. Yeah, it's not in there. <laughs> I know it's not, but right. I, 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 my mind said, oh, it's chocolate in here. Yeah. And then I... Somehow my mind spoke to my own mind. <laughs> it said, no, you're an idiot. There ain't no chocolate in this. I, I'm definitely getting those earthy notes, though. Mm -hmm. It's earthy. There, there's some good maltiness on it, too. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, I'm liking it, too. I'm, it's just, it's being a mystery to me yeah. as to where the flavors are kind of derived from at this point. I, I, I think them calling it an IPA is a bit of a misnomer. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm definitely getting the bitterness and everything from it. Well, I'll, let's keep... Sipping on it. Yeah. Uh, it might uh, might reveal something more as it warms up. As it, Yeah. So uh, while we do that, uh, why don't we play a game? Okay. What game do you want to play, Adam? What do you say? We verify it. Okay. We haven't done that in a long time. No, we haven't. We haven't done that in a long time. So for those of you who are not familiar with the game of verify it, what we're going to do is we're going to start with a topic, an activity, something of that nature, and we're going to develop a beer off of it yes uh previous examples uh were spring training mm -hmm. uh, where we had a the pitchburg pe the peachburg the peachburg wheat yes also for our fast and furious eight episode we came up with uh was that a black it was a imperial russian imperial stout, stout brewed with cuban coffee yeah 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 so it is time to beerify it okay so we got to figure out what we're going to beerify we're talking new york yeah so maybe there is a couple things about New York. I, I got a couple ideas to pitch you. Sure, sure. A couple, couple jumping off points that maybe we can work with. So the, big, the biggest factoid I found, mm -hmm. the New York Public Library actually is in possession of one of George Washington, uh, his diaries. Okay. And in his diary is a recipe for beer. Oh. Yes. Very cool. And he, he was a, a bit of a... Uh... Drunk. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was beating around it. Yeah, I can read you his recipe. Well, it makes sense. 
We'll see. <laughs> There's a couple parts I was able to parse through, and I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense within what we know as brewers. Right, right. Home yeah. brewers. So uh, his recipe reads as such. Take a large sifter of bran hops. Right away, I don't know what a bran hop is. I don't know either. It's probably an extinct strain. Possibly. Uh, but maybe we could find a, you know, uh, an equivalent to that. Mm-hmm. Take a large sifter of bran hops to your taste. Oh, shit. So he's just saying throw throw handfuls in as you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put in this much. Exactly. Uh, boil those for three hours. Three hours? Yes. Holy shit. I know. All right. Uh, then strain out, for thir- uh, strain out 30 gallons into a cooler and put in three gallons of molasses. Holy shit. While the beer is scalding hot. Or rather, drain the molasses into the cooler. What? Wait. I know. <laughs> okay. This is where I got a little lost myself. <laughs> I think what he's saying is you can pour, you know, what you've boiled from the hops. Mm-hmm. So he, he he's he's doing, he, it's almost like a two-stage board. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he's boiling his hops first. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to have hop water, essentially. Yeah. And then he's going to put that into a cooler and then add the molasses into the cooler. It's so weird. Right. And then it, it, it'll just cool as it sits. I, yeah, all right. Right. Huh, all right. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> and then he wants you to, again, strain the beer on it while boiling hot. So I think he wants you to reheat it. <laughs> wow, this is weird. Yeah. I think, okay. he, I think he wants you to take, take it out of the cooler uh-huh. and then boil it again. And then he just wants you to, and then it says... Let's stand till it's little more than blood warm. This, now, this is the part that makes absolute sense to me. Okay. Because anytime we uh, work with our wart, mm-hmm. we bring it down to about 100 degrees. Which, eh, 98.6, 100 degrees? Right. That made, perf- that made perfect sense okay. to me. Okay. <laughs> now, now that you, you put it that way, yeah, yeah I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, so, and then he says, and about when we get it down to 100 degrees, that's when we start putting it into you know our carboy mm-hmm. and getting it ready to pitch yeast. Right. And that's exactly what goes on from there. He says, put in a quart of yeast. A quart <laughs> yeah. of yeast. Oh, boy. Uh, put in a quart of yeast. If the weather is very cold, cover it with a blanket. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then let it work in the cooler for 24 hours. Wow. So, again, I think because he just said put in a quart of yeast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be a yeasty beer. Right. Woof. Uh then he says, you know, let it work for 24 hours in the cooler, uh, and then put it into the cask. Okay. And then uh, leave the bung open. Oh. So that's how... They didn't have airlock. Right, 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 right. The same right. way we do. So I think they just leave it open so it can just bubble out the top. Huh. And, uh, and it says, uh, leave, leave the bung open till it's almost done working. And then here's the sentence that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Bottle it that day, week it was brewed. That day, week it was brewed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think maybe he just means bottle it the very next week. Uh, maybe the, the week on the day. Uh, yeah. No, that doesn't. No, that doesn't make it sense that way. It, so if you if you brew it on a Tuesday, next Tuesday bottle it. Right. That's that's what I'm getting out of it. That that's it's written weird. Yeah. And I assume that's just because 1757 or whatever. <laughs> George Washington speak. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But so, there, there's a founding father beer recipe for you. 
So it sounds to me like we can kick the shit out of George Washington in a brewing competition. I think pretty much anybody could, yes. Yeah. I <laughs> we like do that. have technology and the internet on our side. Yeah. But Yeah. And talent. And good looks. And a podcast. Yeah. George Washington ain't had no podcast. No, he did not. Just had a standing army, but... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. whatevs. So the, there's a... that Maybe that's a jumping off point for us. Let's take that. Okay. And let's take New York. Okay. Uh, what about a beer for the George Washington Bridge? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there you go. That's tying it into New York, it New is, York as well. It is. How the hell are we going to make a bridge beer? I don't know. What is a bridge? Big, stony... Ooh, what does a bridge do? It connects. It does connect. So, what so are we, we connecting? We're, we're connecting the past to the present. Aha! Okay. Yes. So maybe we'll just call it the George Washington Bridge. I like that. I like that. Call it the George Washington Bridge 2017. So it's going to be $18 to cross it, and it's going to be crumbling. <laughs> well, it's going to be. It's going to cost $18 a bottle. <laughs> so, I like that. So, okay, so here, uh, I had another jumping off point. Sure. But maybe we can actually just incorporate it into the George recipe. Washington Bridge beer. Right. Now that we've said this. Uh-huh. Um, just uh, just past couple, uh, last weekend or so, mm-hmm. uh, the San Diego Comic-Con convention. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that just passed, mm-hmm. and you got all your movie trailers and shit right. <laughs> that you got to see. Well, it's in the past. It didn't pass. It's not dead. No, no, no. It's right. not dead. It just it's in the past. Correct. However, coming up in October is the New York Comic Con. Mm. How can we tie George Washington Bridges and Comic Con all together? Well, here's the idea I had. <laughs> I, I, you, I, I wrote the, I wrote these ideas down separately. You go down with Spider Man? No. Okay. What what would comic conventions be full of? Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> So, Revenge of the Nerds? No. Ogre. Straight up candy. Just candy. Straight up candy in the beer. <laughs> so, okay. All That's right. a fermenter. Oh, those nerds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm a little slow on the uptake today. <laughs> All right. So, what I'm hearing is, uh, well, what style of beer are we going to do with this? Well, I mean, whatever this is that George Washington has set forth. It... So, we're just going to take his recipe, throw a whole bunch of nerds in it. Nerds! <laughs> And then charge eighteen dollars a bottle. Hell yeah! God, I love capitalism. <laughs> He's saying like three gallons of molasses for this. Yeah, that's a lot. But again, it's also for it's a 30, 30, gallon. thirty gallon batch. So yeah, all right, I can see that. Yeah. So maybe we take that and we kind of adjust it to today's standards. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we either try to use nerds of a flavor that would be complementary to molasses, so not necessarily the strawberry, but maybe maybe the grape. Yeah, but I don't like grape. Okay, then we don't. <laughs> Nobody likes grape. Whatever. <laughs> Nobody likes grape. That's always the last one. I like grape. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Shut up. You shut up. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Shit, I just got it. Was it strawberry? No, cherry. Oh, shit. Duh. Duh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Duh, eh. <laughs> So, Cherry Nerds. Yeah, Cherry Nerds. This weird-ass recipe. In George Washington's weird-ass beer. Yeah. And we're going to charge $18 a bottle. Yeah. That's money in the bank. Right. Well, hell, that was easy. Money, money. Make money, money, make money, money. Now, we're just gonna, now we have to just put it up on a website and make sure somebody <laughs> brews it and trick somebody into drinking it. <laughs> well, can we just market it to, like, Neiman Marcus or something like that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. I mean... And here's the thing. I think this is far more representative 
mm-hmm. of the New York Comic Convention now. How do you because, figure? Well, because we're including the George Washington Bridge yeah. in a loose fashion. Yeah. Because we're building a bridge Weird. from the past with George Washington's actual beer. Right. And we're including nerds, which New York Comic Con is full of. Brooklyn Brewery, what are they doing? They're putting out the Defender IPA. Yay. That's what they do for the New York Comic Convention. There's nothing nerdy about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were getting on your high horse on this one. I am. I totally <laughs> am. I have to now. I have to defend this recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're if we're making money off of it, yeah, uh-huh. we're going to have to defend it. I'll get on the Twitter. Yeah. We have to defend this recipe yes. now. All right. I think we got ourselves a winner. I think so. We'll call, we'll call it the George Washington Bridge to 2017. Yeah. Yeah. This thing's going to be either awful or awesome. It's going to be awful. We, we say it a lot that we should, you know, really get on brewing some of these. Yeah. I think the ones that we've created in the past mm-hmm. were kind of too obvious that they would be good. Yeah. This one... This one is such an experiment <sighs> that I want to see how bad it would be. Right. We could probably fucking go to JR's and buy, like, a big bag of nerds, too. We could. They sell party candy and... But you know what? Here's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, number one, JRs because they do sell giant yeah. bags of yeah, candy. Yeah, they sell like giant that. bags of candy, so uh, ingredients would not be hard to come by. Correct, correct. But the other thing is, uh, people aren't going to know if it's bad or not until after they buy it. True. Uh, and it's 18 bucks a bottle? Yeah. We're making money, son. Uh, people would probably just lie to themselves. Yeah. To convince- oh, no, this is good, I swear. This is amazing. I can smell the nerds. <laughs> nerds. Dude, we got us a winner. Yeah. Awesome. So what do you think about this beer? The one that we're drinking right now, the Buffalo IPA from Buffalo Brewing Company out of Buffalo, New York. Yes. Home of the Buffalo Wing. Uh, you mean Flying Bison Brewery. Whatever. <laughs> no, Flying Bison. You are correct. Yes. I uh, was on a roll. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You just wanted to say Buffalo a whole bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, it was like beef on whack. I was on a roll. Yeah, you just got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying to say, you know what was bad? It was I was trying to say you just buffaloed through that description. <laughs> Your your terrible pun just knocked mine out. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, I... That's actually why Buffalo Wild Wings is called BW3s. Why? Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. Oh, okay. Then they dropped the Weck. Fair enough. There you go. Good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another fun fact, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't come after us for royalties for mentioning them on the show. Oh, God, they should pay us for mentioning they them. They really should. Yeah. They really should. But anyway, back to this beer. It is my favorite of the night. However, I'm I'm so confused about the palate on this one. How so? I just I'm having I'm having trouble placing where the flavors are coming from. What is this beer actually supposed to be? Yeah, I I can definitely taste the IPA ness of it. Mm-hmm. It's gotten even more bitter. It, um, as it's warmed up, it has. I yeah. agree. I like it, and I'm just trying to say I like it. I'm just confused of how the flavor profile has been generated. Right. So, for me, uh, obviously, this has to come with a grain of salt mm-hmm. uh, when I say this. Um, and, yes, I understand it is an IPA, so I, I'm coming at it from a different angle. But as an IPA, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not rely on its hops for its taste 100%. There, yeah. are, there are other factions to it yeah. that you can kind of weave around a little bit. So it, it's a little more interesting. It is an interesting beer, that is for yeah. certain. Yeah, um, it's definitely one of the more interesting IPAs I've ever had. And it is, it is, it is hoppy. It does have that hop profile to it, but uh, especially when it was colder, it was. I, I've 
honestly, I tasted more maltiness than I did hopness. Uh-huh. But now that it's warmed up, the hops have definitely jumped out a lot right. more. No pun intended. <laughs> so, yeah, I, for what it's supposed to be, I don't mind it. So with that, I think it's time to go to the podium. What is your bronze, what is your silver, and what is your gold, Steve? I'm just tasting it again. It did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a puzzle. That, that flying bison is a puzzle. I like huh. it. Okay. Yeah, I like it because it's a puzzle. Um, but uh, for bronze, uh, I'm going to go with a fruition from Omegong. Yeah. I, it was just dry. It, uh, I don't know. It just didn't really do anything for me. It was just a dry beer. The fruit flavors weren't really doing anything for me. When you make a beer with a bunch of fruits, I should be able to taste all of them. Right. And I didn't taste, I, tar- I hardly tasted any of them. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the point when you're doing that. Yeah. I get that. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Right. It, I, I much prefer beers that are brewed with one single fruit, mm-hmm. you know, because then you you don't have fights. <laughs> you don't have, a, you don't have a, a fruit punch going on. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have fights, and you have... You get it? Fruit punch oh my God. fights? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yuck. Ugh. <laughs> uh, the silver is going to be the happy pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's all right, beer. Yeah. You know, uh, Pilsners aren't my big, uh, mm. style. You know, Pilsners and Lagers I'm not a big fan of. E, the maltiness is a lot. <laughs> Just a lot of maltiness. Just <laughs> Too much. Uh, molasses. Yeah. You get molasses tongue off that one. <laughs> I'm coining that as a phrase. I don't know if it's ever been used before. Molasses tongue. Molasses tongue. All right. Which is kind of strange because it's not that dark of a beer. It's really not. I, I would expect that to be a lot more around the color of an ESB. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. from the malty flavor we got from it. Whatever. Other people would enjoy it more than I would. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm sure of that, but I it was all right for me. And uh, last, in the gold medal spot, I'm going to put the uh, Buffalo IPA by Flying Bison. Okay. Like I already said, uh, it is a puzzle of a flavor profile, <laughs> but it's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's something I would actually probably drink maybe two or three of. Okay. Still trying to figure out <laughs> what the hell it's supposed to be. What everything I'm tasting. I, I, I would be more interested in seeing the entire recipe mm-hmm. of this. Well, perhaps I, we could... I think I, I think I read that it was um, based on an English pale uh, recipe to begin with. All right. And then kind of built into an IPA from that. Oh, very cool. Be interested in everything that goes into this and in what, uh, what the hop schedule was. Gotcha. Just because I up front you smell it's very tropical. Yes, it smells like you're gonna get a, a big citrus, mm-hmm. you know, a big citrus pills or something like that. But you don't. You get kind of a very earthy and like a very puzzling profile. That's <laughs> <laughs> all, all I have. A puzzling profile. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So how about you? Well, for me, uh, in the bronze position, the Omegong uh, fruition. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It, it, it promised more than what it actually delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting something a little more fruity, a little more sweet. Didn't have that. Uh, it had that dryness. Uh, it was kind of a, a dry champagne. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are those out there that enjoy that taste. Uh, I am not one of those people. I didn't like it that much. Okay. Um, I, I, would, I would finish the bottle. I would not have another. 
Silver. <laughs> you would be polite at a party yes. <laughs> to somebody who gave that to you. Yes. Uh, the silver, uh, in a bit of a surprise, is the Happy Pills. Okay. Uh, the Pilsner. Uh, like you said, it is a very malty beer. It's not bad. I have no problem with the beer. It just was... It's it's good. It's not great. Okay. Which brings us to our gold medal. Uh, surprising even for me, the IPA is going in the gold. I think we're going to have to go back and check all 21 other episodes to see if you've done this before. The only other time... Have we ever done an IPA episode? We haven't done We haven't done a straight IPA episode. Then I think... We haven't done episodes that are straight our styles yet. Correct. It, it is weird that an IPA comes into play, but on this IPA, I'm not that surprised by it. Like you said, on the nose, it has that kind of tropical smell to it, mm-hmm. and which I enjoyed. The hot profile did not punch you in the mouth. It was there, but it was tolerable. It was multifaceted, and I enjoyed that. Um, so of, of the three, if, if I had all three of these sitting right in front of me and somebody said... Grab a beer. That's probably the one I'd grab. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. It, it, the Buffalo IPA, I have another way of describing it. Go Instead for it. Instead of puzzling. It's playful. It is playful. It has a very yes. playful palate to it. Yes. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So with that, uh, a little bit of a surprise with the with the rankings tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam will be very proud with you when he's back next week. Or he'll be very surprised... Yeah. Because he probably won't listen to the episode. Well, he probably won't listen to the episode, but he'll actually be really jealous. That That is true. That we found another IPA that you like, and it's not readily available to him. Right. Yeah. Right. You have one up on him now. (laughs) You can talk about the IPA you enjoy so much. All the time. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So with that, uh, what do you say we throw out some plugs, some some bugs on our social media accounts? Plugs Uh, and bugs and where to find us. Yeah. Uh, If you're looking for us on social media... Search Hop Nation USA, and that will get you Twitter and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. The one that you don't use. <laughs> yeah, the one I don't use, the Instagrams. <laughs> if you're looking to listen to new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and that helps us grow the show and helps other people find the show so they can listen to us. Awesome. And, like you said, if you want to yell at me for all my anti-South slurring. <laughs> and, I'm pretty uh, sure it's just the fans of Auburn that are going to be the most, at it, most mad at you. That's fine. They could be. They can be. I, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it now. Um, so Auburn fans can be mad at me. Uh, everybody in the South can be mad at me. Utah can be mad at me for all the slurring I did yeah. <laughs> about their silliness. Yeah, like that. That's yeah. what they'll be mad about. Yeah, when I call it silliness. Right. They don't like that. Right. But uh, uh, if you want to send me hate mail, I'm okay with that. I understand. <laughs> I deserved it this episode. <laughs> uh, you can send all of that to HopNationUSA at, at gmail.com. And if you want to send me fan mail, uh, you can also go to HopNationUSA at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate that. Just address which. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That is crucial. Yeah, uh, put it in the subject line. Who is it for? Right. Right. Please and thank you. <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Just forward it on to you. Adam, you're cool. Sam, come back. <laughs> Can't have just two people on the show. <laughs> Is it safe to assume that all three of those were written by Sam's wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she cares about the South either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yes. 
Okay, uh, I think that was a good show. I think so. Uh, so for next week, Sam, come back. We need you. This was a good show, but we can be better. So come back. Let's kick some ass next week. And uh, thank you for listening. Steve, thank you for being here. Thank you, Adam. No problem. Thank you for being the friend. Dun, 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 dun. Golden Girls was a good show. <laughs> <laughs>